Are you the kind of person who reserves a seat for a loved one with a jacket or a scarf? Well, if you are, then you're in good company. Today we'll be sharing stories from our past, playing some games, and maybe even performing a live sketch or two. Let's completely ignore the splashes from the shower onto the floor. Grab your knitting needles and a blanket, because it's time for three old friends to sit around and sew a new patch of their quilt of friendship. So join me, Dion, under the covers with Christian. Welcome to Patchwork. And Josh. Welcome to Patchwork. Now, before we get started, just to give you guys some context, I tend to arrive first to our recordings on any given day because it's my mum's place and I like to arrive, say hello to her. She'll make me something. I like to eat it before the guys get here so they don't expect they're going to get fed. (laughs) Now, this particular occasion last week, I walked through the door. I mustn't have locked it behind me. Ten minutes later, Dion arrived, Josh, and he let himself into the house. No knock, no doorbell ring, just made his way into the kitchen and let himself in. That's okay, isn't it? That's okay. The door was unlocked. But that doesn't mean because there's a door unlocked, you have full access to that person's house. Hang on, key question here. What time were we meant to be meeting and what time did Dion arrive? No, no, no. That's not the key question. <laughs> because even if okay, you arrive... Okay, let me rephrase. A key question. <laughs> Is what time we meant to arrive and what time did Dion arrive? And let me tell you, I'm not going to answer the question, Josh, <laughs> because I don't think it's a factor. Even if you arrive on time, late, well, or- it was. <laughs> but if you arrive spot on time, you still need to knock on the door or ring the doorbell. Why did you leave it unlocked? It was an accident. No, it wasn't. No one leaves doors unlocked by accident. What do you mean? Why not? But why? What's the problem? What? Okay. What, what did you think was going to happen? Let's say that I left the door unlocked for you to enter via. Yeah. Right. You think I should have done a courtesy knock? It should have been a courtesy knock, and then I should have screamed out to you, "It's open." It's not even your house. <laughs> Irrespective, that that makes that's, that's the worst. Point. It's worse for worse. you. No, but was your mum home at the time? She was. What was she? What if she was naked? And you just walked in. Yeah, but I don't expect that when we come in for recording that your mum is going to be prancing around the house naked. <laughs> exactly. But how do you know when she prances naked? Because w- presumably you tell her that when you arrive that you're here for recording and she's not like, oh, I'll strip off all my clothes then because Dion's arriving. But what, what happened if you arrived first? What if that was the case? Then the door wouldn't have been unlocked. How do you know? What I'm trying to say is you don't know the context of what's <laughs> happening inside that house. How how routine is your mum in locking the front door of the house? Uh, she she forgets sometimes as well. It's, my, it's my in the pa- family. My parents never forget. My parents always locking the door and it's just, it, it always happens. I think the most important thing here <laughs> is the fact that we're all arranging to meet. It's not like a pop in. He's just coming in anyway. Sure. He knows. Like I think we're quite uniquely placed that we're, we know we're all coming here together. We're all going to be here for a while. I think if even if it was like, hey guys, come over to my place for dinner. If you knew that was going on and the door was unlocked, you'd probably just go straight in, wouldn't you? I, I think that is the only circumstance you can walk in is if it's a loud party at the back where everyone is and you know it's unlikely that you'll be heard at the front door. But I think in any other given circumstance, even if you've got a key, if it's not your home what? and you you're not and you're not an immediate member of the family, you must Knock the door or ring the doorbell. What about getting into your car when you're in it? <laughs> I'd love to what? knock. Christian has a little doorbell on the outside of his car. <laughs> Hang on. Or what are those? What are they called? Little latches that you go. <laughs> <laughs> 
But you said even if you have a key. Yeah. So the fact that you've got the key. <laughs> Correct. That's for like an emergency situation? Yes. Oh, wow. Yep. That's what I believe. And you both disagree with that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I, in normal circumstances, I always would knock or ring the bell. I think here, coming here to do a recording, I will let myself in. Yeah, but- and I'll be damned if you stop me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's make this distinction then, all right? Let's say that the door is wide open versus the door is just simply closed but unlocked. If the door is wide open, does that give you permission to just walk into the house? Oh, that's actually a really good question. Josh, what do you think? Uh, yeah, because then you go, hey, did you know your front door was open? <laughs> <laughs> you need to tell Get them. Get out, I'm naked in here. <laughs> but you need to tell them as soon as possible. To- or what if you do, you go there, you close the door and then ring the bell. <laughs> I think I would do that. <laughs> you because would. it would be impolite to just walk in. Yeah, I guess it is impolite in a way, but I don't get why with people that I'm familiar with, do I have to be so considerate? to them (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to get your opinion on something that happened uh, at work in our work kitchen which prompted me to think about it because of obviously last week's patch but I was lining up for the use of the microwave right Mm. and it was almost my turn and I saw the person in front of me was about to take their, their good out of the microwave oven and then a guy came through out of nowhere, wasn't even in the communal kitchen. Oh. Yeah, but his Tupperware container was on top of oh. where the microwave area was. Great. Very good. He just came in and put his bloody food in the microwave ahead of me. Didn't look at me. No recognition of, oh, yep, sorry for cutting in, which which is a cut <laughs> in. But then I realized he thought that he had saved his spot in the line by putting the food above the microwave. I don't know why, but Josh, I am so interested in your opinion on this. (laughs) I've got no idea. I'm like hanging to know what you... Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't even let you finish. (laughs) So this to me, like in this specific circumstance, I think this is okay. Because so long, so long as you're there at the changeover. If he had come in... At the... Yeah, so... Dion just spat out his mouth. (laughs) So, when the previous person finishes, when the microwave's beeping loudly, that person needs to be in that room. For the changeover? Yeah, they need to be there. No, 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 because part of the line is the weight. You have to have tolerated the weight. No, but not in this situation because it's like you're just trying to heat up some food. Oh, it's going to be exactly two minutes because that person's put on for two minutes. I'll just come back. No, but it's not going to be exactly two minutes. You're going to have to extend it. You have to live. They have to do this together. You're all in it together. Everyone hates lining up. But why don't then we just put little markers on the bench and it's like one, two, three, four, (laughs) and you just come in every two minutes. Yeah, that's that's a great system in a utopian world (laughs) where humans work together as one. But it's not the way that it I happened. Think, I think it's what they had on Star Trek <laughs> on the Enterprise. Yeah. <laughs> so they reheated their foods. But it's like it's like when I see a chair in front of like an Apple store, right? Yeah. And you go, okay, that person must be waiting for when the new iPhone goes on sale. Like a camping chair. Yeah, a camping yeah. chair. But that's not you waiting. You've put a camping chair down. It just means that you arrived the earliest. No, yeah. but you're, you don't know though. You've just walked past and seen it. They may be on a toilet break. They may have been there all day and go, hey, I've got to go for the toilet. I'm going to be back in five minutes. I've got to stretch my legs. No. I, 
You know that just not on a toilet break. You know that they're 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 trying to get away to their loved ones yeah. to see their kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's no toilet breaks in the line. I think that if you have to go to the toilet, you lose your spot in the line. Like a, a two or three day line. Yeah. Really? You you have to no, bring like a camel back. But there's the agreements I think from all those weirdos who go in those lines that like. We're going to need to be able to do things. We're going to need to drop off and come back. And I reckon if someone leaves for a few hours, there would be mutiny. And you'd yeah. be like, nah, this stuff's getting out of the line. Is that so? It's, it, I, I think it would happen. We have to find someone who waits in these lines to understand what the kind of internal politics are. Well, what about when you're in the line and you have to ask someone else to mind your stuff? Or you're in a seat, like oh. I go to the football a lot, you're in a seat and you're like to the next person, hey, can you mine this oh, for me? That is the worst feeling. I hate that. Why? Because I have this just assumption of responsibility. Yeah, you do. Because it, it, all of a sudden it's like, well, now if I want to move, I can, I've had that before and needed to go to the toilet oh. and had ah. had to wait. A toilet being completely accessible, but had to wait. So this was... Saving someone's seat or saving minding someone's stuff. Minding someone's stuff yeah. at the football. Yes, minding yes, someone's yes. stuff, you're kind of stuck there. Whereas you mind, are. minding a seat's not if it's just the seat and someone asks you go, Yes, there's someone sitting here. No worries, that's fine. What's yeah. the maximum time you should be required to mind someone's seat for? Surely it's like five minutes yes. tops. Yeah. You can't ask for half an hour. I think you can go up to ten. I think if you've got someone to look <laughs> after your stuff, you can go up to ten. <laughs> Someone to look after your stuff. Yeah, it's like, hey, I'll be, I'm just going to the bathroom, whatever. I can up your upper limit's ten minutes for that. Just going back to the microwave example. Um, what do you think of Josh's position? Did that surprise you, Christian? <laughs> what was your position, Josh? That it's fine so long as they're there at the changeover. If when that microwave does the big final beep, if they're not there, next person in. Yeah, I think that's shocking. It I've, doesn't I... seem consistent with his views on other things. Yeah. I'm trying to recall. Like, I, I feel like you, like, if I was to guess, you'd say you're in it for the long haul. Once you're in the line, you have to wait it out. Yeah. No, okay, heating up your food at lunchtime at the microwave is a very different line prospect than, say, lining up to get into the footy. Okay, so let's say that we don't have... We, we can all agree we don't have Utopia where everyone gets, like, a token for where their spot is Yeah, we line, get a right? deli counter. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Now heating number 74. <laughs> so, so what happens, Josh? Let's say that you're in my work kitchen, right? And you've got your, uh, you've got your beautiful eggplant lasagna that mm. you had last week, right? <laughs> Bloody hell. It's great. Did you actually have it? <laughs> yeah. Did you make it? Yeah, it was great. Oh, funny. <laughs> Lots of surprises today. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got your eggplant lasagna and you're very excited to eat it. But then someone cuts in front of you because they had their Tupperware on top of the, of the um, microwave. You go, okay, you can heat it up. Two minutes, I'll wait for that. And then someone else comes in because they also had their Tupperware up there. And you're waiting for all these people who have gone about their lives. Mm. So what do you do? I put my Tupperware at the end of the Tupperware queue. So there's a Tupperware queue. There's yes. no Tupperware queue. I've never seen, I've a, never Tupperware seen a Tupperware queue. The problem queue. is, a yeah. mi- I just realised the problem with that is a mixed queue where some are going the Tupperware plant and some are going the stand. Then you're stuffed. That's yep. right. That's right. What's the order? This doesn't work. I think you can get just one. Just stay in your place. Yep, I agree. I think leaving your one Tupperware there above it is fine. If you're the next, to, if you're the next in line, maybe you've waited to that point, then you can pop it on top, dash off and come back. But one of the other big lines that I am often waiting in is airport queues. And, you know, when you've got your luggage. That's a huge line. And you know that this kind of stuff, you're like, you can't just leave it and come back. It's not a camping chair. It's like, no, there's stuff here. And especially at an airport, you can't just leave bags around. And so the thing of, and I've had it a few times with friends, you know, you got a couple of big bags. I'm just going to dash to the toilet. I'll be right back. And then you're trying to shuffle these two massive bags. Yeah. And so what I do, I'm quite... 
I, I, I understand how lines work and no one's missing out because a <laughs> the gap... The line whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, by virtue of the fact that there's 10 metres of empty space in front of me does not mean we're going to miss out, guys. Yes. So it's like, yeah. we can wait. It's not a big deal. I'll move up eventually. Josh, so do you push the limits of that? Do you push people's patience with that kind of stuff? Oh. I can feel the eyes. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I know him so well. Here he comes. So you, so you, so you push the limits where you'll move up quickly and you'll see if people sort of shuffle and get a bit agitated. No, I move up slowly. Yeah, oh, he'll amazing. leave. He'll leave a I'll, leave a of, very big gap. Yeah, instead of just doing a lot of small movements, I'll just do a single long movement. <laughs> conserve my light energy. Okay, so what happens if someone? But what you're doing there is you're creating. A secondary subline. Is anyone getting there any slower? So no, no, no. What happens if someone comes in and joins the queue of the first line? Because we're all in the bloody felt nah. strips. Oh, the felt strips. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If yeah, there's yeah. felt strips, you can. <laughs> <laughs> felt strips, felt it's ropes. Not, it's not fair. It's like elasticated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but isn't isn't this? <laughs> But isn't this how traffic works as well? By people not moving quickly enough? Traffic is a different beast. Is it? You're not standing there with your luggage outside <laughs> oh, well. your car. <laughs> I mean, aren't you? <laughs> if we can take it back to the microwave, it's all just fluid dynamics here. <laughs> Christian, Dion, thanks for coming around for dinner once again. So I've got a quick question for you based upon what we're having for dinner tonight. Do you want plate or bowl? And you know what we're having... <laughs> We're having a butter chicken on rice. Christian. Oh, wow. Got a plate or a bowl for that one? A butter chicken on rice. And remember, you do get one clarifying question. Thank oh. you, Josh. Can I ask you, is the butter chicken on top of the rice? Yes. I'll have a bowl. A bowl for Christian. And Dion? Um, does the butter chicken have bones in it? Uh, boneless. It's boneless. I'll have a bowl, please. <gasps> a bowl. I'm going to have a bowl as well. Oh! It's a clean sweep for the bowl. Plates into the bin. <laughs> Josh, Dion, I thought it would be interesting to try to get you two and myself to do the best impersonation of a real life sneeze <laughs> that we can. So none of us have practiced. This is the. <laughs> Um, but I've written a little script for both of you. We've right? practiced real sneezes. <laughs> my whole life. Um, here, Dion, script. I could Josh, have an edge here because there's the cats bit around. Oh so. yeah, that's true. true. Now, oh, that's unfair. Now I'll read. I'll read the full phrase out. But feel free to pick anywhere in the phrase to sneeze. <laughs> the phrase is: Last weekend, I washed all of my clothes. They'd just been piling up for weeks, and I was running out of underwear. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Okay. Josh, do you want to kick us off? No, sure. I don't want to be second fiddle. It's going to be a hard act to follow. He's one of the best sneezers in the world. <laughs> okay. Last weekend, I washed all of my clothes. They've been... Pa- <laughs> <laughs> that was so That's bad. It. That's all you oh, get. I'm going to do another one. That's all you get. Oh, that was Dion. so bad. I'm so nervous. Last weekend... <laughs> oh, my God. No, mine was better. I'm Unfortunately, right so far, Josh's is better. <laughs> and Christian. Okay. <clears throat> Last weekend, I washed all of my clothes. They'd just been piling up <coughs> for weeks, and I was running out of that underwear. Was that was, that was like a bullet or something. <laughs> I think, I think it's safe. We'll put a poll up <laughs> yeah. on social media. Uh, you guys can decide. I think, well, at least they are lost. That's clear. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's to it. be honest, I'd be, I'd be happy if none of us won. <laughs> 
<laughs> rubbish. <laughs> When I was overseas recently, I uh, was going to modern art galleries. I love going to modern art galleries. I find them incredibly stimulating um, because, I don't know, there's just something about them that I just, I absolutely love. Is it is it the fact that you're constantly trying to compute what's going on? I think in so. The there's art? something that speaks to me much more about uh, modern things like modern history and modern art and modern food um, than ancient food, <laughs> ancient history and ancient art. Ancient grains. <laughs> anyway... Um, one of the decisions that you have to make when you go into an art gallery is do you just want to read the little captions on the wall next to the art or do you want to get an audio guide? And you always have to toss up the cost of the audio guide, whether you're going to be interested in the in the descriptions, how good the headphones are yeah. on the actual guide itself. Oh, man. But invariably, I've found that I don't go for the audio guide and really? I feel like I'm missing out. But then when I do go for the audio guide, I feel like, no, I just want to walk around and look at the art. So I wanted to know from you guys, when you go to an, a gallery, do you get the audio guide or not? For me, it's mainly, it'll probably be a cost thing. So I reckon twenty five is like my upper limit for an audio guide. Just for the audio guide, twenty five dollars in addition yeah. to the ticket. Yeah, yeah, that's so- a massive threshold. Is it? Yeah, someone doesn't want to wait in front of a microwave. That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I think if it's more than that, I'm like, no, no way. Depending on the place, like if it's a really great place, obviously. Mine's like twelve bucks. Really? What's yours? Oh, I'll I'll pay I'll pay dollars. You don't need to pay twenty five bucks for an audio guide, though. When was the last time you needed to pay twenty five bucks for an audio guide? I feel like I've said audio guide ten times, <laughs> yeah. and you've not let us say it once. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's been quite a while since I've been overseas to a you know gallery of that caliber that has that kind of stuff, and I'm thinking mainly of the, the big European ones. Um, but I reckon the quality of what they had they're always so rubbish aren't they they've been doing the rounds for like 10 years has there been a shift now is there a lot of like do it yourself on your phone kind of stuff I think so, yeah. You can sometimes download an app and I really appreciate that because you get to use your own headphones. Well, that was the key of me not ever wanting to use the audio guides is how cumbersome they were. Yeah, it's, oh, I felt yeah. like there were just thousands of cords and cables and lanyards. And, and then you have to enter 527 oh. hash. It's such an awful inconvenience, well, isn't they're it? All, they're all like um, on little iPods now. Like I was at um, Mona down in, in Hobart and that's great. Whereas yeah. like there's, you don't even have... The, the thing with that is you don't even have the choice not to do it because there's no little plaques. So you can't even for yourself work out what a piece of art is. So it's all done on your little iPod and whatever room you're in, it brings up the relevant artwork and then you click on it to read perfect, about it. Perfect implementation. Yeah, I think I think that the little plaque... So, so my... I'm interested into why they've gone with the little plaque as opposed to a broader story. Why can't they have the information that's in the audio guide out for people to read? But do you actually want to be reading that? I just find my eyes skip down the plaque. Yeah, but sometimes it won't. Sometimes you'll take the time to read it, just like you'll stand there and listen to the audio guide. No, I never do. You know what? When they've got that alternative kids plaque, that's They're kind great, of like, how they? good are they? <laughs> the adults are all reading the kids' plaques because no one can be fucked reading the long, the long, huge plaques. But you normally it's get plaque build-up. <laughs> you normally get a bit of extra info, like you know, you go into a room and it's like, oh, here's some information broadly about what you're going to see in this room and the sort of themes about this. Mm. But on the individuals, yeah, I reckon you could probably fit a lot more info about. Just give it, give me more yeah. context about this piece of work. Yeah, it's it's all about. I think the issue with just walking blatantly through an art gallery or a museum is nothing has any context. It's just a thing that's sitting on a wall in a big space. Human behavior. (laughs) Yeah, that's all it is. (laughs) 
Human behavior at art galleries can be pretty annoying. So the people that get too close to the paintings, just step back. Step back so everybody can see. It's okay to go in for a, a look. It's fine to go in for a look, but just don't stay there for yeah. ages. Yeah. It's too... It's like... The, Josh, your girlfriend studied art curatorship. You would have gone to galleries with her. Is there, You must get awesome insight it's into great. it. Yeah, it, it must be so, so good. Because I always like going to galleries anyway. But having her there, she's like a little private tour guide. Especially oh. when there's like something that she studied. It was like, oh, you know, I did whatever my... Here's me demonstrating how little I retained. <laughs> it's like, you know, I did my thesis on this and this this particular... Like this specific artwork. Wow. She's written thousands and thousands of words on it. Wow. So she goes, oh, the sunlight is God. I was like, oh, great. Oh, well, <laughs> like stuff I like love that. it if it was just a microphone and the cable led into Josh's ears. <laughs> and, and she's, she's, she's still flag. holding the flag. Yeah. <laughs> um, Josh, does she ever go with friends and then give explanations? Because I would abs- absolutely love to go with her on a tour. Yeah, yeah. We to, yeah, we could totally do that. that so, oh, that would be amazing. Well, it yeah. happened with her friend. I think it was one of the Friday nights at NGV. They would they do like Friday nights oh. and it's open late. And so we went with a bunch of, you know, five or six of us and she was literally you go to the artwork and she'd start talking about it and went, hang on, I want to hear this. And I just start oh, piling it. Again. Really? Yeah, it's great. That could be the most useful profession that your partner could have. I've thought about doctors and lawyers. I reckon that would be super impressive. I would love that. So what happens if you didn't go to art galleries and that was their job? Then it wouldn't be useful. But I <laughs> would, do, that, would they it still it do it around be. the home? <laughs> <laughs> Every this morning. Is, this is Glenn 20. Now let me explain <laughs> the history of rhinovirus. <laughs> Uh, the other thing that I love doing at a museum or an art gallery is going through and you go, hey, I'm not splurging on the guide today. I'm just going through for myself. And then you catch a little tour group going through. Oh, and yes. you go, oh, I can kind of hear that. Maybe yes. I'll just sidle up alongside. And- you usually can't hear all that well, though. You usually get little tidbits, but it's enough, isn't it? You know it's what? Enough. <laughs> it's happened to me, though, sometimes when I've started to do that. And then I've worked at someone said, and it's like, this is a free tour. Yeah. It's like, oh. I could have been right in it the whole time. Oh, really? <laughs> I was like skirting off to the side. It's like, just get in, get involved. The other thing that I wanted to ask you guys was when you go on a hike and you know how there are those plaques when you go, plaques <laughs> when you go on a hike, um, you know, and they tell you about the flora and fauna and the area. Do you read them? <laughs> yeah, I'm probably less interested because actually here's, I just realized this. The reason I'm less interested in the natural stuff, I guess, in terms of finding out the history of it like a man-made piece of art is going to have a much more interesting story than a thing that's just grown. <laughs> no, it's not. What? What do you mean? The fact that it's evolved from nothing is unbelievable. No, but like a big, tr- this is this kind of tree and it grows in these climates. <laughs> Christian, Fascinating. Just looking over at Christian right now, I feel like I'm making the point that Christian wants to make, but in, in some way you're very torn, <laughs> Christian. Some- I am. I, I haven't made up my mind <laughs> yeah. yet. Yeah. Because, because I, love, I love natural beauty, but also natural beauty in a way can be explained. Yeah, it speaks for itself. Yes. Yeah, it's so true. Whereas, like you said, modern art, you need the kid's plaque. You that's, need something to explain. That's actually a really good point. That's actually a really good point, Josh, that you're saying that the, what you're reading on a plaque when you're going on a hike, it's not actually going to add anything to experience. This experience on its yeah. own is amazing. Yeah, whereas I find in a, in a gallery setting, like often I'll see a piece of artwork, I'm like, oh, I really like that one and I sort of look at it a bit and I take my own thing from it, whatever. And then I find out a bit of a story about it afterwards and I'm like, mm. that is so much more interesting that it was, you know, Created in this time period with during these conditions in this country when this was going on with the government and all that kind of stuff. And sometimes you need, I think, sometimes also you need the plaque in the wild as well, Dion. Because I remember we were going for a hike um, in Japan a couple of years ago, 
And we just so happened to be walking. It was like this. Uh, it's supposed to be like a, a religious kind of pilgrimage that um, people in Japan used to do and still do. And we got to this quite high peak. And for, for kilometers, there were just these kind of blocks of, I don't know what it was, like cement or something just broken up alongside us. We were walking alongside. And then finally, we got to a plaque that explained that it used to be an entire village that had just crumbled away over time. And we're like, oh, wow, this is all like stuff that's residual from a previous life. And now it's just nothing. They destroyed a whole village for a hike. (laughs) (laughs) Really, really good. You know what's really, really good? Really, really good. You know what's really, really good? Do you know what's really good? A tech-savvy parent. Oh, really good. Really good. You know what's really good? A slightly overweight pet. Really good. Really good. Really good. Do you know what's really good? When you receive mail, that's not a bill. (laughs) (laughs) Really Really good. good. Really good. And we love hearing your really goods. And the most recent winner of our Really Good Friday, which we have every second week where we give away Hey Tiger chocolate, is Michaela. And do you know what Michaela thinks is really good? Dyson hand dryers in public bathrooms. (laughs) Oh, really Really good. Thank you for listening to Welcome to Patchwork this week. We love when you hit us up on social media. And recently, Karen hit us up with a recording of her German grandmother. Now, (laughs) her German grandmother basically says really good whenever she's planted flowers or when answering the question, how was your weekend? So Karen has sent us an extract from a voicemail message her grandmother sent us. Christian? But this this is how her grandmother normally says really good. That's really, really good. (laughs) Thank you. My favourite part of that is the thank you afterwards. (laughs) And of course, we have Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Um, Please join us on there. We have some really, really funny conversations we have with some of you. Um, And also we have... really, really good. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Also, also we have a a Patreon page where you can support us. We've got some fabulous patrons on there that get a bonus patch every second week. Um, And they've got their own podcast in their podcast app now. Yeah, yeah, it's a separate podcast feed. They get bonus patches. Um, So if you want to sign up, go to patreon.com forward slash welcome to patchwork. And aren't they just all so good looking? They're all gorgeous. Josh, you have a wonderful Fringe Festival show coming up, which we've enjoyed so much year to year. Tell us more about that. Yes, so Game Boys is back with our show from Comedy Festival, Game Boys Cinematic Universe. This is now an award-nominated show. We're nominated for the Golden Gibbo uh, at Comedy Fest, which is a great honour. So we're doing that show again. We're tidying up. We're polishing it up. Um, We're on September 21 to 29. Now, we're making September 21st, opening night. Opening night is patchwork night. So Dion's going to be there. Christian's going to be there. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So so come on down. You get to hang out with us. And we're also doing a promo. We've got 25% off for you patchwork listeners. So if you use the promo code patchwork, you'll get some uh, cheap tickies. What about patchwork hosts? (laughs) Um, They are not entitled (laughs) to any kind of discount. And I will check the list. I will check the door list. Um, as we do every week, we sew a new patch into our quilt of friendship. Josh, what patch did you sew into your quilt this week? Thank you, Dion. My patch this week was me holding my place in a queue with a tiny plaque. <laughs> <laughs> and Christian, what patch did you sew this week? 
This week, I sewed into my patch Dion, letting himself into Josh's house to find Josh's girlfriend hosting a private tour of her kitchen. (laughs) And Dion, what did you sew into your patch this week? My patch this week is me going to a gallery, getting really close to an expensive piece of art, and... (laughs) (laughs) It was still a bad sneeze. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Welcome to Patchwork this week. I've been Dion. I've been Josh. And I've been Christian. Goodbye. 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 Thank you. Two good questions. Your question was amazing. (laughs) Is the chicken on top of the rice? What Uh, difference does it make? uh, What difference does it make? (laughs) 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 All right. Uh, Sneeze. The Easter eggs are going to be amazing (laughs) in this episode. (laughs) 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 (laughs)